Well, kia ora tato. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. You're here with me, Manua, and Mal. Kia ora. Kia ora, Bobby. And we got a pretty cool couch crew today. We're on the green couch in the creative suite here at Grid Monaco, South Auckland. Kia ora, everyone. So today with us, we've got founders and I don't know your other titles, but do all the mahi um, of one of the most amazing up-and-coming tech companies in Aotearoa, Quotamation, the one and only Josh and Jerome. What's up, boys? Good. You love it. Hello, you hello. love it. <laughs> love Welcome, the boys. Welcome. What's up with your uh, glasses Intro. inside? Josh, is South Auckland so bright? My future's too bright. My <laughs> <laughs> future's way too bright. Did you have a tangy? Uh, You're right. No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. No, no uh, red eyes or anything. I just want to do that one joke. They <laughs> 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 just had a call in my head. Uh. <laughs> sorry, and I kind of pipped you there too. Eh? <laughs> you totally did. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that one, guys. But kia ora kōrua, welcome to uh, our corridor today. Looking forward to seeing where we go with this. Why don't uh, you guys take a little time up front to introduce yourselves, who you are, where you're from, and, and what you get up to? Kia ora. Well, kia ora whānau. Uh, you guys have an awesome uh, set up here. We've been amazed. Sure. I said, "Hey, man, stop stereotyping us, man." Uh, but no, it's been it's been amazing to see what you guys have done here. Um, like you said, we've uh, we're a startup. My name's Josh. I uh, grew up in Puriroa. Ended up moving down to uh, the Wairarapa, where I spent the majority of my life, and then I ended up uh, moving to Auckland, where we are today. And uh, Jerome and I actually met at high school. Yeah. Uh, we were the only two brown boys in the class, so we looked across the class and said. We've got to stick together, cuz. My brother. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where our. That's our a long time ago at. now, actually. Which high school were you guys at? Wadded Upper College. Oh, um, which town is that in? So it's in a town called Masterton. Um, yeah. I lived about 15Ks out in a smaller town called Carterton. And uh, You know what? We just we rolled just through your, um, your hood your last week. Yeah. yeah. Good bakery pies there. Did you stop? Oh, nah. We stopped for Kai in, in Greytown. So that's we're a bit uh, upper another, class, you know. Yeah, it's another yeah. stomping ground of mine. I used to play rugby for for Greytown Rugby there. Oh, um, choice, choice. Yeah, my cousins all live down there. Yeah. Took a while taking over down. That's what's up. Sure, bro. Welcome to the show. Yeah, good to have you. How about you, Jerome? Uh, yeah, Nisambula. My name is is Jerome. Um, I guess my background is family moved from uh, Fiji to the Wairarapa, um, to Masterton specifically. Masterton was actually voted the, what, the most beautiful town in New Zealand, I think 2017 or, or 2018, one of those. Uh, wow. um, <laughs> so you, it's a shame that you guys didn't uh, stop in for Kai over there. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then uh, from Masterton, um, I'm, the, I'm the eldest of, of four kids. Uh, younger baby sisters, uh, a doctor over in Rotorua. And, uh, mm. Younger brother's over in Japan doing his thing. And youngest brother is actually... Yeah, just up the road uh, at Equipers sort of Bible College. So startup nice. is his opportunity to take, you know, take it to the next Take level. that next round. Yeah, you gotta show them up, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor, go, go, go. what? I Watch know. this. <laughs> Sounds Watch like you come now. from a family of achievers, Joe. Yeah, I mean I I thought I think like I'd want to like up the, the self confidence of my of my siblings, so I thought I'd just, you know, bar relatively low to start with and then everyone's just smashing it yeah uh, you know they all peak too soon eh? yeah, yeah, yeah now i'm like oh okay i better do, do do the real thing that i want to do now <laughs> tricked you all you guys thought i was a tradie yeah. <laughs> boom yeah. yeah oh choice so um you were both originally tylers is that right uh, Come so through the i'm trades. a tyler so i started tiling when i was 19 years old uh, i was tiling with my cousin i couldn't do anything right um before <laughs> that 
he would even argue I couldn't do anything right tiling <laughs> but uh, I was like a petrol guy so I'd pump petrol and uh, I would always fill up cars with like uh, diesel and fill trucks up with petrol I ended up doing some hay carting in the holidays and uh, one thing kind of leads to another and I'm doing painting I see my cousin uh, on my Tukalau side and uh, he's he's a tiler and that's when I asked him hey, can I get a job and that's when he says to me hey, yeah, you can get a job you have to play for Greydown so I play rugby for Greydown, so that's where you stop for your kai. And uh, I ended up starting my whole tiling career there. And then I was tiling all the way up to the point where we wanted to transition to a you know, tech startup. But Jerome? Mm, yeah, no, we, with me, I went from classroom, uni, and then actually back into the classroom. I became a, a qualified teacher. When I was at school, I thought I'd like to be a, a, a police officer. Mm. Um, Josh's dad's actually a detective and he was telling me, you know, it's a good career, uh, good benefits and so on. And That's um, actually why we moved from Porirua because yeah, uh, my dad was arresting too many of his cousins. <laughs> 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 and he'd be like, cuz, you can't tell me that, you can't tell me that, cuz. <laughs> yeah, and, and then I thought about it one day, I think it was, I was out one night and uh, over in, I think the McDonald's car park back in Marston and I saw this, this these two guys sort of get into this big fight and this one, one guy like right hooked this other guy and he fell to the ground and I th saw the police come. I was like, I don't really want to be breaking up fights at like <laughs> 19, 20 years old. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm really built for that. So um, <laughs> I thought, what else do I like doing? And, and, and sort of sports and uh, was, was something I enjoyed. And so I became a PE teacher. Actually, was overseas in London. Coming back to New Zealand, I thought, I can't go back to the Wairarapa. And, uh, and Josh gave me the opportunity to come work with him. Thought I'd be, you know, finally become a real man sort of thing and, <laughs> and, and develop it, this tiling skill. And uh, it's basically been about three weeks sort of on the tools. The rest of the time have just been me behind the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> Back to your roots. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's awesome. And so then how did that turn into what you guys are doing now at Quotamation? Yeah, uh, so, you know, when Jerome, um, you know, came from England... Um, he was so he's in England and he came back uh, to New Zealand and I kind of caught him up with what we were doing. And at that point, I'd already kind of made the decision that I wanted to get involved in um, mm. making things easier for my customers. So instead of them having to come on uh, to my website and then give me a call like, to come out and quote their job, I was uh, able to provide them a service where they could come online and go through a three-step process and get a quote. And so I'd already started the you know the ball rolling on that and then when Jerome got to New Zealand his assumption that he was going to be you know uh was going to be on the tools doing like, dirty work <laughs> manly up. work becoming yeah. a real man yeah. yeah uh but we managed to keep those little office hands <laughs> okay <laughs> intact uh. and uh and yeah we started uh this this idea of helping our customers and so obviously the the ideas changed somewhat um, instead of just being you know um tiling business that offers a service to our to our customers we're now like sharing this technology that was really the foundation of when Jerome and I kind of got involved in in tech and stuff so it wasn't really like we want to be tech entrepreneurs you know? mm -hmm. I didn't even know what that was yeah, yeah yeah I didn't even know what a startup was yeah all I was trying to do was fix a problem for my business which was I spent far too much time quoting jobs and I wasn't making money mm. on the materials that I installed and yeah. I looked around at every one of, uh, mm. you know, my child brothers and they were all having the same problems. And so I thought this tech idea could help me 
Mm. I didn't think about them <laughs> at that point. Yeah, that's so and cool. Now our idea is obviously to share it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's such a pure like motive, I guess, eh? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think you can see it. You can see it today. Mm. You look at some tech entrepreneurs, you can see they just want to be tech entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. But if you're not solving like a problem, mm. it's pretty hard to be one. Yeah. I think it's pretty hard to be an entrepreneur if you're not yeah. solving a problem, eh? Like tech entrepreneur yeah. anywhere across the sector. But totally. um, you said it was a three-step process. Like, how did you come up with it? What did it? What did that actually look like? Yeah, in the big, like in the early days. I was thinking about this like last week actually. How it all started was this: um, the salesman for like a um, a website. Mm. He came to my uh, you know office and said, "Hey, your website currently um, is doing very poorly with SEO." Here's some websites that we've done. Um, you know, have a look at them and see how they've got lots more content on them and, and whatnot. And as I was looking on them, uh, I saw for another completely different industry, this pricing tool. And I said to him, can you do that for our business? And he said, we could, but there's a whole lot of things that you know, are complex about what you guys are doing. And, and so that's when we started the investigating of what it could look like. And that's when we kind of got to this three-step process. Little did I know what we were really kind of doing at that point was UX and UI stuff, which mm. is, you know, user experience stuff. But really what I was thinking in its pure sense was I just want to make things easier for my customer. They don't understand this. They understand that. How can I use what they do understand to help my business mm. you know, automate that process? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was very simple because I had an understanding of how technology and, and the internet work. Very, very basic <laughs> um, understanding but I knew what consumers kind of wanted to see mm. and so just combining that with my understanding of tiling was the uh, the start of it yeah. yeah yeah and then how did the tech side come in like you said I mean you sound super flash with all your tech terms now but obviously then you were just like you said you know you were a tiler trying to fix True. a problem for your customer yeah. and trying to save yourself time and money so I guess, how did that segue actually happen where you're now rattling off these acronyms like yeah. a pro? I, uh, you know, um, my cousin, his name's Sione, he, uh, he works in the army and he uh, works in like intelligence. So that's probably why I got some, uh, well, I got some help from him. <laughs> Do you him. have clearance to share that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. Uh, but he, um, he was helping me uh, kind of understand what it could look like what we could do. So he was like hearing like, oh, you had this many customers come onto your thing. Wow, it's working. Like, what if you did it like this? What if you did it like that? What if you did it white labeled? And as he was mentioning things like that, it would, I would investigate it, mm. look into it. And uh, that's where the kind of the idea for Quotimation started. I mean, I never thought, you know, it was going to be this long-term tech pursuit. I just thought it was going to be, I don't have to travel to my customers' houses anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And get bothered with nose. Yeah. So what was the turning point for you when that happened? We changed from solution yeah. for your customers to actually there's something in here. To the point now where you've, you've given up what you were doing and this is your sole focus, right? Yeah, true. Um, there was probably two main reasons. One was that there was nothing like this for our industry. And that mm. excited me. It excited yeah. me um, also to be able to help. So like. First thing in our industry that could help our my top friends, you know, like my cousins, like you know the guy that taught me to tile, it could help him. He really liked the idea too, and there was a ton of other tilers that um, 
you know, when they saw what we did for our tiling business, they were like, man, I wish I had that. Mm. And it was like, man, I can help these other guys and I can help tons of people all around the world with this problem. And so that excited me. So I'd say more of like an empathetic type reason. And then the inspiring part of it was, you know, I just didn't see many of our people in this space and uh, I thought we had a really good idea and I just wanted to kill it you know, mm. for us. Yeah. yeah. It's mean, so right? it's like a combination of that. And then also, um, I think just something different, you know, like I was tiling for 10 years and to have this opportunity to do something different was, um, you know, pretty mm. special. And it sort of made sense. Like, um, <clears throat> you know, we developed this sort of solution. It was being used. We were, we were seeing, to, you know, X results. And it's sort of like logical to just be like, you know, if, if it's working for us, then it can work for other people sort of mm. thing. And you've got other sort of companies providing their solutions for other people and, and it's like, you know, we can do it sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So at what, how long ago, how long ago was this going on where you were just developing your product just for yourself um, for, uh, what was your tiling business called? Tiling.co.nz. Tiling.co.nz, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even how we got that domain, uh, mm. super lucky. Yeah. There's been a whole lot of like events that have happened. My cousin Sion, he hates me using luck. is you know, because we did do the mahi, you know. Um, mm. But um, that that website, how much do you reckon we paid for that? For the domain? Yeah. yeah. 200 bucks. 70 bucks. Yeesh. And usually, well, people usually say 2,000. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Thanks a I, lot. I don't pay that much again, for, my, for our website. Come on, $10,000. How much did we pay for Ngahere? How much did we pay for that? 200 grand? <laughs> it only cost us 70 bucks. Oh, wow. And I actually thought it was a scam, you know, uh, when it was 70 bucks. But yeah, we, we got it for 70 bucks. So... What was the question again? <laughs> How long ago was this? Two two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. Yeah. Just, just over two years ago, we yeah. Um, started. And then, so our paths crossed last year, twenty twenty, mm. during uh, Kōkiri program, which you fellas were a part of, along yeah. with um, who else was in there? Your mum, eh? Mum was yep. my mum was helping us with our UX UI. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> she uh, she's from a typesetter world, done a lot of design stuff and for papers and stuff like that. So she helped. Um, Heaps with it. Yeah, it's she's got a good yeah, eye for design. Yeah. Yeah. Real good eye. And yeah. so, Kokiri was that a good um, experience for you guys? Yeah, yeah. That was Kokiri was like eye opening, especially you know for me and my background, um, hadn't been in business before, and then you know coming into to Kokiri, and then just the learnings, you know that they give you, they they sort of push you to investigate you know assumptions that that you'd made, and actually mm. sort of go and and validate those assumptions whether it is about the problem or about how you um, are looking to solve that problem and is it shared with the people that you're wanting to, you know, to provide your problem, uh, your solution to, sorry. Mm. Um, and so so that sort of technical aspect was was really helpful and, and really sort of helped grew us. But also, I guess, just the, uh, I guess, the the relationships and the connections that you build with. One, the other people that are on the, the course, but... Um, Two is the the people that are leading it. Mm. They they really you you really feel like you uh, sort of like they care about your business, but also that they care about you know how you're going. You know your your own sense sense of well being, whether that is you know we talked about you know physical well being all the way to you know spiritual well being. So it's like fully encompassing sort of experience. Yeah, yeah choice. Yeah. yeah, they do. It was awesome, mate. I mean, I sat on the other side as a 
as a coach and we would get together as coaches so, once a <laughs> once a week and we would talk about the teams and so it would be an opportunity for the coaches to share how are the teams going and yep. we could help each other. Tell as, us what Leon said. Yeah, about. we could help <laughs> each other as coaches. Yeah, I remember being like, oh, the poor out. fellas that have Leon. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what did Leon say about us? Um, but even like, I guess just to back up what you were saying, Jerome, like even in those hui that we would have talking about you guys, there was always so much like, I guess aroha for yeah. you as people and for your ideas and, and what was going on. And I loved it as a coach being in that kind of environment where um, as an entrepreneur, you're, you're like cared for. Because yeah. I think it is actually quite rare to find people that, that mm. actually give a damn about you when you're in business and when you're trying to go hard. It's more, I feel like <coughs> it's more common to find people that are, are keen to shoot you down or, or point <laughs> out your failures. So. Yeah. I really loved it, and I loved being around so many Maori that are, yeah. are trying to do something. Exactly, so yeah. and and they 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 care about you, yes, but they're also like knowledgeable, and they're also well connected. Yeah, you know, yeah. we we've been yeah. introduced to you know our head developer. We've been introduced to our lead yeah. uh, uh, investor. Yeah, and it was only through um, Kokiri that yeah. that was possible. Totally, yeah. So it was a different, was a a big, I guess, a moment for your business. We turned a corner, do you think, at Kokiri? Oh, we're not here if we, like, literally mm. here even doing a podcast. Yeah. We're not here doing this if it's not for Kokiri. Yeah, we're not yeah. even, um, we don't have a business. I, I don't know if we have a business here. Mm. Mm. Like, I'm a pretty resilient person. I'll push through a lot of things. But I don't rate our chances if we don't go to Kokiri. Really? And it's a shame because. It's yeah, so cool. It's, it's, it, is, it is so cool. But it would have been a real shame if we didn't get that because one, we wouldn't have this opportunity. But two, we wouldn't be able to help all these people that were looking to help. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You know, like mm. Later down the track, you're going to see, like, you're going to bump up into a tradesman that we're helping. And you're going to say, man, your life looks good. Mm. Things are looking well for you. Family's happy. Mm. You know, uh, things are going right for you. Nice new truck. What's going on? And they're going to say, I use quotation. Yeah. And <clears throat> that, that difference wouldn't be getting made if it wasn't for Kukiri. Yeah. So mm. I That's think. That's so cool. Um, I think Kokiri's, I, I can't give it enough points. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I think too, obviously you both put in the mahi, you know. Yeah. You, d- you said yourself you did quite a bit of research, you looked into mm. it, you know, like yeah. I think that goes a long way um, hand in hand. Um, you mentioned about tradesmen, like a tradesman and they're going to talk about quotamation. Is it going to go cross fields? Like you, yeah. you're in tiling at the moment. Do you see it transferring to other trade areas? Yeah. Our um, aspiration is to help as many tradesmen as we possibly can. Um, we don't know all the trades that we can get into just yet, but there's definitely about a good half of them that we can. Mm. Basically, if you have a quantifiable rate, uh, we can help you. Yeah. So if you're an hourly rate, so like you're like a, a typical builder or a typical electrician and plumber, we can't see a way to help you just yet. But if you're a quantifiable rate like a tiler mm. or a painter, etc., we can help, and uh, that's the plan. Mm. Yeah. Sure. I mean, sure. so you guys, um, you come out the back of Kokiri, and I know that at the end of last year, potentially into this year, you were fundraising, mm. getting investors on board mm. for your new concept. What, what was that like? How did that go down? Yeah. Um, and how much did you raise? Um, well, Josh was, is a really good... You are a great uh, poster boy, Jerome. Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> No, but Josh, Josh is, uh, is, is really good Koi. at um, 
at communicating like you know our our passion and and the value that we're trying to and we're trying to achieve and it's 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 just like very surreal mm. like I didn't even know about like yeah, yeah. pitching, you know, before. It's a whole nother world, eh? Yeah. How would you describe it? You walk into a room, what's it like? The first room of investors you walked into? It's like you're naked. <laughs> you know, like, you're like everyone is, is, is like looking at you, expecting, you know, greatness. <laughs> <laughs> and they got it. And they got it. You're, nice. you're welcome. They got it in spades. <laughs> And, and so yeah, it, it is. It is quite like, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's it's just it so real. It's crazy. Yeah. Was it scary? Yeah, it is. Yep. And um, I only got scared once. I think I only got scared once. I'm a person that's like pretty, you know, resilient with public speaking, and I kind of jump at the, the challenge. I'm an mm. introvert. Like it might seem strange. I'm an introvert, but like I love being by myself. But um, when duty calls, I love to, to get out there and get the job done. Yeah. Mm. Like, I, I honestly believe there was no one more qualified to do what I was doing. Yeah, choice. In the world. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. And, so uh, cool. and that conviction of our product uh, also being tested in the Corkity program, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? And going through Corkity, you've got, you know, 30 people who love you, who want to see you succeed. They challenge your ideas. So we go iron to iron 30 times you mm. think we don't turn up in front of investors sharp mm. yeah. we, turn we turn in front of them sharp i mean this is proven for we went to one group of investors before cookity they're like no right uh, <laughs> we went to yeah. them after they're like here's almost two hundred thousand mm. dollars so like when you think about that yeah yeah, sure. yeah and at that point it wasn't like we went from like you know zero customers to a hundred customers mm. we went from zero to zero we yeah. were still in the same position yeah. But our idea had been tested. We had um, started to develop our product. We were building a team. Mm. Uh, we knew how all, to pitch. Yeah, we knew what was expected of us. Mm. We had a lead And you investor. knew what you wanted to pitch for as well, eh? Totally. Yeah. 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 yeah, what you were asking for. So yeah. I think there was one time, though, and um, I was scared. And uh, I remember just shrinking into the lowest version of myself. It's It's strange how that happens, eh? But... I remember I was in this room and uh, we were like 30 stories up in, in uh, mm. CBD and there's all these investors and they are all prim proper to the roof. Uh, and I remember getting really angry. Mm. I, I, ang anger is something I've always struggled with um, in my adult life. It's something I struggled with. And uh, when and I did like anger counselling, I got through all that. But I remember my cousins would come up to the Wairarapa where I was from. And there's a lot of park out there. And one of my, oh, when they would get introduced to these people, they used to think that everyone hated them. Mm. And I used to always struggle. Like, how did you, how do you think these people hate you? They never said that. Yeah, yeah. But I remember in that room feeling like everyone hated me. Wow. They don't want me there. They uh, don't like my skin color. <laughs> they, yeah. I was making up stuff wow. on the spot yeah. of what they were thinking. I just hated them yeah. for that split second. And uh, then I think the realization of what my cousin well, my cousin mm. would communicate to me back then. Was like, that's the way I'm interpreting this. Like, no one has said anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. even bothered to go say hello to anyone yeah. yet. Like, but I remember that was the one time I actually felt scared. Everything else, I think we did pretty well. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, um, we would prepare. We had our pitches ready. We had pitch yeah. decks ready. We, d we don't have bags under our eyes for like no reason. Mm. We would stay up and we would 
get things done. Main. So is this a seed fund round? Pre-seed. Pre-seed. Yeah. And how much did you go for? 500, yeah. 500K. Yeah. And did you get it all? We got most of the way there. Main. So basically it's rounded off to 500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, 401. <laughs> <laughs> That's up. Rounding up. Round up. Five, And how long did that take you guys? How long as far as like going to events, pitching, meeting with investors to the to getting that full 500? How long was that window? Oh. Uh, it was like, it was about three months, two, two three months. Yeah, and I think Each. it was drawn out as well because... It was right at the end of the year, and it was coming up to you know Christmas break and stuff like that. Yeah, we had yeah. we had some really cool opportunities at the beginning too. We had, we had a, in the first like maybe, I'm saying like maybe month, we pretty much had raised a good amount of it. Yeah, mm. and um, we also had opportunities to like not go down the angel round and mm. you know work with Rob. We had opportunity for one guy just to take it all out. Mm. So we could have made, you know, three months, you know, three days. There was a guy that yeah. was like wanting to just do the whole whole yeah. round. So how do you make that call? It's a tough one. Um, mm. But we had built so much uh, respect for, to, uh, for uh, you know, for Rob. Rob. Uh, we'd also built respect for the Corkity program and with advisory from the Corkity and also, you know, Rob kind of landed where we wanted. So how many investors make up that 500k? Oh, I think it's like 11 separate. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And how much ownership of your company goes to them? 13, All roughly. 13%. 13, yeah, something like that. Mean. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And how long will it last you? A Basically year? Like, like so, um, maybe a year. Yeah. At least, you know, we, yep. it's kind of like, you know, how fast do you want to burn it, right? Yeah, exactly. totally. It's okay. like you can make a big punch or you could take yeah. it. Yeah, but you're slow. planning about a year, about something a year. like that. We'll probably and start. We'll start uh, start the next fundraising round within the year, mm. um, but that should last us a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mean. Yeah, you guys done anything like that? Fundraising? Uh, not like that. Not like that. We haven't really developed a product or business offering yet that goes down that route. Yeah. Um, mm. All of our stuff are what we call social enterprises. But Rob, wo Rob works with you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he kind of come in as a like we sit. We don't sit in the whole Ferrance portfolio. He kind of came in as someone that believes in our our concept and helped out with a bit of stuff in the start. So it's a bit of a different relationship. Yeah. Mm. Um, there. Yeah. We'll see where we get to though. Potentially with Cornet. Cool. We've got a few ideas around where we might want to take it. Nice. That might warrant having to go out for investment, yeah. But no, nah, we tend to we do a lot of fat, like we raise a lot of money. Yeah, we because we have a really mixed revenue model of what we do, and some of it come through big partnerships or bigger contracts. See that North something Foundation North, Foundation yeah. North. So they have a um they fund a part of our cool. like impact side of what we do. Yep. Yeah, so we have lots of different um, avenues that we get funding. So we're definitely out. Pitching and then tendering for contracts as, as well as the way that we get our, our cash, yeah. But nothing like that, nothing like what you guys have done. Yeah. yeah. You know, one thing that we heard, I think, um, before we had gone to investors, and this wasn't from Corkity, you know, I don't want to get confused, but people would say, you know, investors are racist. Mm. Like that's not at all 
yeah. the experience. And if they are racist, they like the color green. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they want to make money. Right? They're greenists. Yeah, they're greenies. <laughs> Colorists. Yeah, they, they, they want to make money. And I think, uh, you know, for other Māori entrepreneurs, you know, the encouragement is don't listen to that stuff. Just get after it, you know. If you have a really good idea and it can, it can be commercialised uh, and make money. Mm. How often have you used your skin colour to your advantage? Yeah, that's the other thing. Do you play it all the time? Yeah. Like, hey, you want a brown boy to back? You know what? I did, <laughs> Here I, did I am. That. I did say that, <laughs> yeah. actually. I said to them, I said it one night, you know, I said, um, and I think this is more post. So they they basically said to these in, investor groups, said to us, we've got this big chunk of money that we're look, wanting to do. We've got one more pitch night. Do you guys want to come into that? Because we pitched to them um, on Zoom, mm. and then it came out of lockdown. And that's the other thing. Like, we were doing this over Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had all the filters on. Yeah. Um, but we, we, and we no were doing pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, so does that mean they actually thought you were white? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> oh. Did it get dark in here? <laughs> and you're a man. <laughs> <sighs> Where's the doggy face that you had? <laughs> um, it, was, uh, it was actually a really good thing. So what happened was that, so we, the next time we did it in, in person – what I said to them was, you know, you guys are, um, I told them some statistics of Māori entrepreneurs getting funding, which is very low. Mm. And I am still to see any other business in our position do what we've done yeah. as a Māori business yeah, or Pacific business. So we have zero dollars from our customers. We mm. have zero customers mm. yeah, no go product. to investors. <laughs> no, yeah, go to investors with an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the time you get laughed out. Door. But you had proof, right, of your concept yeah. because you yes. had increased yes. your own revenue. Yes, yeah, yes. and, and shown how exactly. much exactly yeah. we had proven it with our tiling business and the value of that. Yeah, but because we didn't have that, that um, you know, other validation, other yeah. validation from yeah, that tilers would actually sign up to this. Mm. For them to believe in us at that time is is, is massive. Yeah, yeah. And so what I told them is like, you guys are investing in us, and we're Maori, and you guys have an opportunity. You're taking that opportunity to invest in entrepreneurs like us. Yeah. You're like beating the odds with your money. You know, mm. that's... Take my money, Josh. Yeah. Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a cool thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And it was more of an encouragement to them. But yeah. I never did it as a guilt trip. Yeah. So how's your life changed since quitting Thailand and going full-time tech entrepreneurs? Other than you've Are still you got like really nice, smooth hands, Jerome. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> Uh, uh, I guess for me is that I'm I'm like learning you know, mm. a whole lot of um, different different things that I will eventually forget anyway. But um, <laughs> and have to keep asking our software developers what things mean. But um, I guess that for me the biggest thing is is working with our team. So before you know the investment, before any of that, we didn't have any employees, mm. and so being able to have well, I'm not good enough, Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm hearing right now. It was just bros, eh? So we got some expertise in, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then yeah, just like discussing, you know, things with them, um, and and I guess that for me is the is the biggest thing. Um, so yeah, are you like the, the you manage the team? Is that how how it works? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, what's your title? Do you have a title? Um, just bro. 
Uh-huh. Hey, bro. <laughs> Liar. Bro. <laughs> um, the CE bro. I'm still there. TM. TM and the little C with a little round circle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's sort of one side is, is like really seeing this product um, be built and exceed sort of expectation by this awesome, you know, group of um uh, you know the awesome two software developers um, and then on the other hand you know we're, we're now like looking to make um, some marketing and, and sales you know um, assets and we you know we're about to go and start start selling these thing this thing so so that's probably how Sophia and Tim mm. are superstars yeah is that your crew yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so how many on your team now the bros and uh, Sophia and Tim yeah, yeah. Uh, four yeah. of you right yeah, yeah. what about nice. for you Josh how has your life changed since um, you know, uh, well, like, you know, even though we've got money in the bank, I'm like poorer probably than ever, you know, like <laughs> I used to, you know, we, we don't get paid high yeah. salaries. Every, mu- like every cent counts, eh, when you yeah, get into a position totally, like this. totally. And, um, and we've got a commitment, you know, not just to, uh, there's, there's pressure, right? There's pressure of performing as a business and adding value to your consumers, um, also, there's pressure as, as as leaders of this to make sure that our team is, you know, well looked after, mm. and then you know to our families, wife, mm. things like that. Yeah. And then I think also like we don't want to fail, and it's not because I'm scared of failing, but it's because I want to carry, take it to another level yeah. for our people, you know. And it's like, and and also to our investors, they've given us money. And I want them, when they look at me and my skin colour and they look at the things that are associated with me, they think that's a good bet. Yeah. Mm. So I want to perform. Mm. I think that's the pressure that I probably, the only pressure I feel. Mm. I don't get stressed. And I, people often, I, the Tyler said to me, David, I could never be in, he said this to Jerome, I could never be in Josh's position. Too much stress. Mm. But for me, I don't really get stressed because I'm not. My money's not attached to the to the business. Yeah, yeah. But I still feel this pressure mm, mm. of performing to Delivery. a high level. Yeah. So that when people look at me and they look at everything that they could judge me on, like the high performing bros, eh? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I guess another thing is um, LinkedIn. Yeah. Like before doing this this entrepreneurship, <laughs> <laughs> I did like. A, my LinkedIn game was, you know, still not strong, but you know, like fifty, you know, connections sort of like thing. Five hundred. Five hundred plus, plus, plus game. Yeah, hit five hundred now. Um, <laughs> just, um, but yeah, and then just on on LinkedIn, and I guess you know, part of this ecosystem, which is again like weird that I'm saying it. Um, yeah, the like, lingo, eh? Yeah, the lingo yeah, tight yeah, with you yeah. too. And and then you're getting uh, messages to like come and like speak at. Um, like courses, uh, link up with other like entrepreneurs. It, it it's it's cool, you know, linking up and sort of sharing ideas and stuff like that. But it, for me to get that now, it's it's kind of like weird, you know. That yeah. that's something that's wasn't um you know wasn't a, a you know normal. No one want to talk to a PE teacher, right? No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come? No. Did they ever ask you to do podcasts <laughs> before? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So how, show us how they kick the ball. <laughs> And when you told Luke to kick the ball like that, how did you feel? <laughs> <laughs> nah. you shout, out to the teacher. Teacher. Nah, shout out to the PE teacher. Nah, do your thing. Love do your thing. Um, and and so, yeah, that's somewhere it, it's changing. I guess I, 
I guess for me going in and, and being a teacher, you know, I didn't see many you know, island teachers growing up in, in our area. So being there as a teacher was like cool. Like I can, you know, I'm, I'm sort of showing the way, being ex being an example. And I guess that that's been carried on into sort of this space. Again, there's not many of us out there. Mm. And I guess because we are, we have achieved this this thing, um, we are now like being asked to go and do But the funny things. thing is, is that with a PE teacher, you do like a three-year degree. And if they actually talk about PE, you're like, no problem, right? The problem with yeah. this tech thing is like, oh, tell us how to talk about tech. It's like, man. Oh, I don't know. All I've got is anecdotal. Like, yeah, yeah. Sunday, yeah. Father's Sophie Day. And Tim, <laughs> Sophie and Tim, please report to the office. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how I did it was just have a mate that has a good idea. <laughs> Yo, how I did it is I just, uh, you know, I just carried on forward. I got a, I got a Callahan grant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I always say. Really. What I say to people sometimes is like, because when um when Rob jumped on board to back us on with Cornet, the conversation that we had, he was still in LA at the time, we were in lockdown, about this time last year actually, and we were having a conversation, and in the midst of everything, I was definitely feeling the pressure, cool. um, and I was ready to not do the concept, and it was in the mm -hmm. conversation with Rob that he kind of gave me the the pep talk that I needed yeah. to to suck it up and do it. And oh, in that awesome. conversation, I got really emotional and mm. started crying, and then he started crying, and then he said he'll back me. And so whenever people ask me, how did you get an investor on board? I'm like, just cry. Rob cried, okay. That one. Yeah, a few times actually. He's in yeah, he's a shed a few tears with us. Yeah, I don't think we have. You know, do you know how we got connected with Rob? So he comes onto our Corkity um, program. He's helping us as a for the teams on the program. I think those calls used to be like those Zoom calls used to be the most full A. Eh? Everyone yeah. when he loved came on. Uh, to come and listen. I used to mock Rob about how much the Kukuri people were fanning over him. Used to. Oh, I was yeah. like, Huge mate, yeah, I just still do. <laughs> You're like, mate, you cry. Have <laughs> <laughs> you told him how much you cry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to the tears. I, I, I listen. I can't talk. Okay, I'm the I'm the biggest sucky brother in the world too. So. Mate, but I pushed those tears back in. You guys were there that day. I pushed. I pushed those. Sit and flow, bro. Nah, Embrace bro. the sweat. <laughs> um, what are those cheeks, bro? How what are your cheeks? <laughs> how we got connected with Rob is um, so he's doing these Zoom Zoom courses, um, you know, on on the course, Cookity course, and uh, he talks about that you know, um, not many teams get investment from him, and he's saying like, just get comfortable with that. Like mm. getting to a no early is better than getting to a no two months later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't want to go through that. So as soon as you hear a no, that's okay. Move forward. Go on. And so at this point, we haven't pitched our idea to to Rob or anything like that. But I, I messaged him after the, the call and I said to him, hey, um, you know when you said that comment, uh, I actually really rate our chances, even though you said that you've heard, you know, 3,000 pitches and only, you know, 30 of them you've ever you know, invested in, I said, I actually rate our chances. It's kind of like that movie, Dumb and Dumber. Mm. You have the guy who's looking at the girl and he goes, so what's my You're chance? You're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> Too well. The 200 at the beginning <laughs> and this. The disrespect. <laughs> the sorry, the, guys. And the South Auckland's so bright. Yeah. I was about to lay down a really cool story. <laughs> And uh, you Come know. up with some original content yeah. with you, Josh. Uh, <laughs> no, go, go, go. So, what's the chances of us getting together? Carry on with your story, bro. 
Or, or do you, okay, I'll or do do you want to cry? No. <laughs> get back in there. No, you might uh, get some money. So I said to him, you know, like that movie. And uh, when the guy looks at the girl, says, so what's my chance? Is it one out of a hundred? No. So one out of a thousand? No. More like one out of a million. And he goes, so you're telling me I've got a chance. a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to him, you know, I rate our chances, man. And, and he laughed and said, oh, well, you know, Getting to a no is one thing, but what if we get to a yes? Let's catch up when I get to New Zealand. But one thing leads to another, and we actually get, end up getting his uh, investment before he comes to New Zealand. Mm. And I think it's a little bit of, you know, taking a shot, but also showing emotion, right? a little bit of laughter, a little bit of humour. Be, being yourself, Being eh? yourself, yeah. 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 I do, I, I think one thing I've learned definitely in engaging with investors is that it's so much more about the person, about the entrepreneur, Oh, than yeah. it is about the idea. Especially so, at the beginning. Yeah, if because, you can be yeah. yourself, um, show your passion. Yeah. Obviously your competency has to come, you have to be yeah. competent, you can't just be a dreamer. Um, but it's the person, it's the it's the entrepreneur that they want to back in. Yeah. Mm. Totally. Mm. Um, I was just going to ask you guys, how much are you loving what you're doing right now? Yeah. I actually really enjoy it. Mm. It's uh, It's something that's completely different to what I'd known. And it's something where I'm like invested, you know, in it. And it's something that's really scary, mm, you know, because yeah, you yeah. just like in your head, you're like, this all makes sense to me. Otherwise, I'd be stupid if I'm still around. But at the same time, it's like, but what if, you know, you know, what if X happens or Y happens? What if mm. they don't like it? You yeah. know, and so and these so these are a bit of risk, but it's it's like fuel to the to the sort of fire, you know. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you want to be you want to be challenged and tested. And hopefully grow. So yeah, that's why that's why I'm really enjoying it. And working with you know with Josh is, he's he's oh, actually helped me really a, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, yeah, and just just in terms of you know like thinking in terms of like my background in teaching, it was always about like removing barriers, trying to help everyone succeed. And and sometimes in business, it's it's more like you need to look out, you know, put you and and your business needs and your employees needs first. Um, and like before coming onto this whole journey, like I never really, you know, thought like that. And so it's it's very good like personal growth. So yeah. That's yeah, why I awesome. really enjoy it. Yeah. I think like I, I love it, you know. Mm. Jerome and I are like uh I'm sure you guys have the same kind of relationship with like yin and yang, you know? Yeah. Uh, being different is good. Having diversity in your team, mm. diversity of opinion, uh, helps. But I really enjoy it. There's um we have a real opportunity to build yeah. a business that has huge impact while at the same time having huge impact to our pocket. Yeah. And um, we're really excited about that opportunity. And so I think that excitement is what makes it so enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And I, I believe that in a lot of ways this tech world is is exactly what it is. It's, a, it's like another world. Yeah. And there's Fenua up for grab. Mm. You know, there's real opportunity to, to own a space and um, – if we can own this space, we can build a business that will help not only our families, but... Our what do you people. think we don't we need more Māori and Pacifica in this space? Um, I've, I oh, think sorry. it's... Oh, sorry. You go. You go I, I was going to say, I think it's... We're not, we don't really challenge ourselves mm. to... And sometimes we're not that critical in terms of... Like, I know I wasn't. I wasn't really thinking about or having discussions with people or like in my family about like... You know what are problems that that you know that we are facing, mm. and how could we you know provide a solution to that? If that solution's any good, like could we 
start a business from it sort of mm-hmm. thing. And I, I, I know from me, I can only, you know, speak about my own experience. Like the fact that I went into teaching, it, I didn't think when I was, you know, at school, I went, I wanted to do things that I'd only known. And because I yeah. wasn't like shown this other sort of world, it wasn't something that I, I I'd aspired to. I didn't even know it, it, it sort of existed. Mm. I didn't see a, yeah. a, a path yeah. that way. So, um, yeah, just just not having uh, maybe discussions and, and maybe ways of, of, of thinking about things um, from from my background is, is maybe why I don't see as many um, Maori and, and Pacific. Yeah. yeah, if you look at, you know, if you've heard of equality of outcome versus equality of opportunity, mm. I'm more of an opportunity guy, so I always look at the opportunity. Even though outcomes tell us a story like, okay, mm. you know, 5% of, you know, like, or you look at Callahan Innovation, 0.5% of grants are given to Māori. Mm. 0.5% of their budget is given towards Māori. Wow. So that sells you an outcome, right? Mm. But when you look at the opportunity, like the opportunity is there for Māori and Pacific, but it's the education around it isn't. Mm. And it, that's one of the things that is stopping the opportunity. Mm. So uh, what I would like to see in schools, you know, instead of teaching PE, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but they should be teaching these things. Absolutely, yeah. And they, you are seeing it in some schools, you know, entrepreneurship, even, even not just tech, but entrepreneurship in general. You know how taxes work and how you pay taxes. Mm. All these things are going to help our people. Yeah, me. And I think mm. if there was that more of that quality, because mm. in a lot of other families, they're having these conversations. Yeah. It's that, it's that bit there, Bob. What's happening? Righty tidy. Yes. You're dropping gold. But You're jiggling. It's going. Exactly. I thought it was the bottle. That's why I moved it. Oh, it was rattling. Sorry. Yeah, it's going like it just wasn't quite tight. See how it's spinning like that? Yeah. Yeah, there, that there. Sweet. I think okay. that was the best part of it. This, oh that, no, you that just dropped right a whole lot of gold. Let me restart that. Opportunity. Opportunity. You know, I think that's the thing with tech is that, sorry, I can't hear my voice like that. Sorry, guys, for sounding like an idiot. We have to put up with it. It's a quality of opportunity. I want to see our people have equal opportunity with equal knowledge. Yeah, I mean. And so when good. you look at Kokiri, right, the, why, why am I in this position is because I was educated in mm. this. I'm not here if I don't understand. Mm. If you don't have the opportunity to understand, mm. how can you ever build a business yeah. or learn to build a business or know what it takes to go and raise money from investors? The only difference that separates me from any of my peers that have the same skin colour as me is... I was educated. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Educated as a preacher by the sound of that. <laughs> How did you um, actually get onto Corkity? Yeah. Oh, true, yeah. Uh, they actually approached us. Oh, sorry <laughs> about it. Who, who approached you? Sorry uh, about it. They Leon? hit us up and just said, Leon. Sarah. Oh, Sarah. Yeah. By the way, team killers, eh? They're awesome, eh? Awesome. They're also excited for the yeah. next round. They set the tone, eh, and the kopapa just flows through yeah. the whole program. Yeah, and we don't even talk name. about the fact that we got connected with people that we would never be connected with, like, you know, 
Manuel. Other entrepreneurs. Nah. <laughs> Manuel. 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 <laughs> Who your lines. <laughs> 200. <laughs> um, too bright. <laughs> yeah, she's holding one too. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I did. Got you, Cubs. There's three strikes, man. Get so many content. Do you fellas have any questions that you want to throw our way? Yeah. 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 Let's go. So, you know how you were struggling um, before Rob came? Mm hmm. What was the struggle? Yeah, the struggle for me was we were, um, we had our first business, Ngahiri Communities, or our second business actually, our first business, we folded once we started Ngahiri Communities. So this time last year we were coming up to two years old. We had this um, space that we were running here. We'd gone into lockdown, so everything was different. We had a team of, I think, five staff then. Um, we transitioned everyone into this um, working from home thing. Um, a big portion of our revenue had been cut. And then our partnerships that were vital in the survival of our business were uncertain. And at the same time, we had just launched out our not-for-profit business. So we had two businesses that we were running at the same time. So as a entrepreneur, as a business owner, as an employer, I had kind of just been going through all of that for the first time and so then as part of the kind of like strategy to make sure that we came out the other end of COVID not just alive but thriving um, we kind of dug in like I did a bit of work strategy work around what we were going to do how were we going to survive this and how were we going to come out and we ended up in this um, piece of resource that we developed called Survive and Thrive which we shared with a bunch of the entrepreneurs in our network um, and kind of looked back into what we were doing um, what kind of opportunities could we jump on now that we were in this lockdown season for a while and we weren't sure what the future was going to be like, what kind of skills and talents did we want to bring out, all that kind of stuff. And that was where the concept for Kornei came from. Okay. So keep in mind, like I'd done, I was also started coaching on Kōkiri. I also had another, so I had two side contracts. One was coaching on Kōkiri and one was um, another piece of work I was doing for this, this crew in Mount Roskill. So all of that going on. And a little bit of personal whānau stuff going on as well. I was just tired. Mm. I was just tired. I'd been stretched. So I came into this, like, developing this brand new startup from a place of just feeling super tired mm. and exhausted and, and trying to survive. So that was where I was when I was sitting with Rob and I was like, I don't know if I can be bothered. Like, I don't think I... Mm. It's a cool idea. I think it's going to fly, but I don't think I have the energy. So that was where I was at and that was where his, like, real pep talk kind of came in. Yeah. It's cool. I sucked it up and what did, did it say? anyway. What did he what say that it? connected yeah. this? Yeah. Some of the things that I think stuck with me was, he was like, kind of, what are you afraid of? And I was like, I'm just tired, like straight up, I'm tired. I guess there's always a little bit in you that thinks, what if it doesn't work? And I remember him saying something that was kind of along the lines of an Aotearoa with the tall poppy syndrome and that where people will easily shoot you down for trying to get ahead. Um, like he, he was like, I just don't understand why that is like it is there. If you give it, like, so what if you fail? At least you give it a try. There's nothing wrong with that. And mm. what so is he was, fail? Hey, yeah, yeah. They don't cut your legs off and send you to Antarctica. Yeah. Like you still live yeah. in the greatest country in the world. Yeah. yeah. Like you still have your whānau. Yeah. So he said some stuff yeah. like that and like, you know, I'll back you on this. Um, you can do this. Yeah, just kind of stuff like that. It wasn't super Ooh. profound or anything, but it was just that little bit of kind of encouragement. Along with the team, like it wasn't like it wasn't just his word that got it over the line. Yeah. We talked about it heaps as a team. I talked about it with a lot of different people about mm. the concept and, and got heaps of good engagement and feedback and stuff before we press play. 
What's it like this weekend with, with, with Manawa and having her steal all your jokes? And <laughs> nah, bro, I'm lines. just a little bit more onto it than you. <laughs> <laughs> I bring fresh content. Now. <laughs> I don't use reuse jokes. Yeah. Um, uh, honestly, it's so choice being able to work with your mate. You know, um, Jerome, you touched on it before. We bring different skills. Um, yeah. And I think that's the great thing is that sometimes I do be like, what? what is it that I bring again? Like, <laughs> oh, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I doing? What, what's my role in this business again? But honestly, I, like, I think coming off the back, we just came off the back of a road trip mm. um, from last week. And I just I feel like that really honed in how cool it is actually working with your friends yeah. And, yeah. and building something so meaningful with people that – you love that you can laugh with that you can have little one outs with but you yeah. move on past it um i you know manawa carries heaps of the strategy and the bigger vision yeah. thinking yeah. for our business and so i really just love being able to come in cool. behind and just really Thanks. support what what she can bring to the team and then just back that up yeah and um i think that's I the cool thing then. about yeah. our our business partnership our, our you know working together and um we, yeah, I think we're both just tutus, eh? Straight up, yeah. we both mischief. get bored easily. Don't yeah. like doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. I'm super introverted. Mel's super extroverted. She's excellent at building relationships and engaging people super quickly. Like she could talk to someone for probably like 15 minutes and have their full life story mm. ready to roll, including all their counselling moments and stuff like that. <laughs> she has this like knack with people, um, and that's really awesome for me as well because people, as as much as I can relate to people and all of that. Mm. I'm an introvert, and so that it, it drains a lot of my energy. So yeah, we have what heaps of cool complementary skills. Like that to each other, play some soft music over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> we could have played some for you guys yeah. too, but it's cool being a business with your mate, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. I think that's one of the things that, uh, you know, there's been this concept, whether it's a parkia concept or not. Um, can't work with your family. Can't totally. work with your friends. That's there's um. That's not true. Mm. It's like mm. anything. It could fail with someone you don't know as well. Mm. Um, mm. It's mm. all about like monitoring expectations, mm. monitoring uh, who like roles and like positions, things like that, and like structures and but, strengths. Yeah, strengths, yeah. all that stuff. But it's like it's not about whether the dude's your cousin or your brother or your yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, that's irrelevant. Yeah. So the idea of not being able to get, be in business with your whānau or and why not I mean, do spend like your work relationships are one of the most like bigger as far as time goes relationships that you have like why not spend that time with people you actually like eh? yeah mm. i mean yeah. we break all those rules eh? yeah we're in i'm in business with my best mate we hire heaps of our mates yeah um and their mates yeah <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah um Epitism? No. Right here, right here. I just know something. Google it, Google like it. Like incest, is that what you're saying? It's a smaller word. Oh, uh, like favouritism. <laughs> What's nepotism? Nepotism is when you like favour your family, your whānau oh, into yeah. roles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So friend, so friend nepotism then. That was yours. Pity no one got your joke though. Nah. I just like throwing up big words on here, right? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, mean boys. So how did you guys uh, then choose the space? The space chose us. Did I? Yeah, I feel like that. It's an awesome space. 
Yeah. You know, go downstairs and see that hangout area down there. Um, and the staff. and Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. You guys have a building. achieved a lot. It blew me away. And it's not because I, did, I expected low, you know, from you fellas. It's just because I thought it would be smaller. Mm. But it's so much bigger. Yeah. And we're already like, it's too small, man. <laughs> yeah. We need yeah. to, yeah, we're looking at what's next. And I mean, we're not bursting at the seams, but we can just see more, I guess. But now we, um, uh, 2018, I think we got into this deal with uh, the Southern Initiative, which is a part of Auckland Council. Yep. So they were yep. um, kind of hustling within or organising within council departments. So Auckland ATED, the Economic Development Agency, and Panuku, the um, property part yep. of council. And these guys were looking at trying to develop a combination, which was like a maker space to help improve the kind of maker culture in South Auckland along with the space for people to collaborate and for people to for entrepreneurs to kind of set up. And so that was kind of where the first partnership with Grid AKL, with Grid Auckland started. Um, and gotcha. so we had we came in as one of the potential partners. So they wanted a community-based organisation or business to operate the space. Um, they were going to bring a portion of the funding and then we had to bring the other portion of the funding and then we would operate it as a, as a business. Mm. Um, oh. So we went through that journey with um, TSI and with council. We had to go through the RFP process. We had to do tick all the boxes. We had to do all the presentations and and legitimately, I guess, win or be awarded the the contract. Um, yeah, but we st- it was still a hard job. We still had to bring 120k yeah. with us. So we had a, a lot of fundraising to do at the start there. So that was 2018, and then now that was a three year contract, which would have been finished around about now, maybe March. And then we've entered into another three years with with AT. So they bring some funding, uh, and then also you guys have to provide a portion of that funding. Yeah, yeah. With um, us, this is where uh, this is probably a longer conversation than what we probably have time for. But you know, our experience with government agencies has been always mm. been terrible. Mm. You know, whether you look at, um, won't name any names. I'll get into that because not enough time to like justify it. But you know. But see on there at MSD. Nah. <laughs> Callahan Innovation is super difficult to deal with and to like um, understand. Yeah. And uh, I've always I've been on this war path where I think the name sucks. <laughs> the, the name um, Callahan Innovation, like you don't name sports New Zealand John Lumber Rugby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a few things, and it separates people that don't are not in the know mm. to funding because they don't back pay. Yeah. So the, the one of the struggles for us is. It's like we this. That's why Corkity. I didn't want to go to Corkity because it was sponsored by. I just thought yeah, it was. I yeah, thought it was going to yeah, be a true. joke. Yeah. I thought it was going to be terrible. Mm. Um, and it's sad because the government in general, like even your guys' situation, is help has helped. Day eh? like mm. you know whether it's Auckland Council or whatever, it's been awesome. So to be on the other side, like the business side, mm. like the just straight, you know, we're a business who yep. is trying to sell a product. Yeah. It's been terrible. And so yeah. like, it's cool, cool to hear like, yeah. a story like that. Cause I mean, it's it's not easy. No lies about it. It's been really, really tough. We're in a good position now, I think, because we've hung in there. Yeah. And we've been intentional. Like, partnerships and collaboration is um, a way that we do business. Like, it's one of the key, uh, I guess, strategies and facets to how we do what we do. Because everything we do is driven by impact, not by dollars. Yeah. Even though we want to continue to improve our economic wealth or our economic well-being it's not the big driver for us mm. so we have to do that you can't really do that just as a business 
and like government can't do it by itself and a lot of community organisations can't do it by themselves either. So I think embracing that and intentionally building meaningful partnerships and relationships is starting to work in our favour now. Yeah. Well, it's one of the cool podcasts I could see happen though is around conversation of like how to work government departments mm. like, and which ones apply to which because you got to play the game, yeah. man. And outside looking yeah, in, it looks like yeah. every government department would help you. R&D, I need some of that. You know, TPK, yeah. I need some of that. You know, you, you, it looks like from the outside looking in, I can apply yeah. for all of these grants. Yeah. But in reality, what's hidden behind the curtain, yeah, yeah. it's just a big buzzer. And quite often it can be the amount of effort you put in as to the value of the grant you got. So now you're already yeah. on the back foot by the time you and get it. And usually it's a lot of effort. Yeah, oh, it's exactly. a ridiculous amount of effort. I remember two really funny situations. One was when we first met, when we were having talks about coming into this partnership in the early days. In 2018, we met some of the, um, you know, the important people with some of the organisations that we were looking to partner with. And I can remember us bowling up into this interview and I clearly remember the look on the CEO's face when he came in and he was just like, he kind of, the look he gave was like, where the heck did you drag these two out of? You know, like, <laughs> where did you drag these two That's cats from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these two? They <laughs> 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 don't even wear shoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight up. But, but you know, I mean, once they were able to look past that initial perception and see that actually we can come yeah. to do the mahi. And another time was when we opened this place. And... Um, Bob had documented like the, the first, the first in twenty eighteen. Okay. And all the stakeholders were here, including the mayor, Phil Goff. And Bob mm-hmm. had documented the whole journey, the RFP process up until and so she had cut that down to a video that she showed to everyone that was here on the night. And there's just this one scene her, her like and I think you were just exhausted, eh, Bob? Yeah. Like you were I was just probably crying. It was probably three o'clock in the morning and she's just looking at the video going, Honestly, Working with council is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Douglas, my old friend. Everyone sees the film. And all you hear is a few like, <laughs> <laughs> and no lie. Afterwards, eh, he beelines us yeah. and starts to explain why, why, like, why council has to be rigid with processes. It's ratepayers' money. We have to be careful. We have to be blah, accountable. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. It's cool that yeah. you're yeah. it is yeah. frustrating, you yeah. know, and it, it's not to say that they don't have to be rigid and all the rest yeah. of it, I don't, I don't know, but it's good it's for It's got to be a better system, right? Yeah. yeah. Like and it, it was literally challenged. just yeah. like, it was me and my house, like on the bones of my bum, because I was still early stage, yeah. like entrepreneur, trying to do an RFP process that they give to like Fletchers and stuff, yeah. Yeah. the <laughs> amount of work that you have to put oh, in and, and come through, and then you have to come... And you almost had to perform at these presentations. One of the ladies said to me, oh, you know, you could show a bit of enthusiasm. And I was just so, honestly, what do you want me to be? Like, I've been up all night doing the bloody yeah. dance. Yeah. <laughs> you want and my now blood? you want me to dance around for you? You want for me to do a kapa haka? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, it just seemed really ridiculous, eh? Like, but we got there in the end and, you know, we, we there's still a few... Tense relationships oh from that. So, you know, South Auckland's not a big place. Yeah. Um, but it's all good. Yeah. You, so you, you get combine thick skin, that eh? with, you, That's what I mean. Like, this, where, this is the heart, I think, and the soul and the bones of being an entrepreneur is to balance, like, council, you know, in our case, like Callahan to 
the TPK, all that stuff. And then customers, then staff, then premises, mm. you know, all simultaneously yeah. wear all those hats and wear them well. Yeah. Yeah, handle yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Lucky we suit hats, eh? Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I think that is like some pretty resilient stuff that you guys would have yeah. to go through. Yeah. To get to Definitely. We, we, um, we got a little kind of commission to run a podcast series for the Akina Foundation cool. and for this thing they call the Impact Initiative, which was awesome because it fed into like DIA stuff and that. Um, but essentially we did five episodes about our journey and we ended up naming it Stronger Than You Think because um, mm. just to kind of tap on that, mm. that perception, I suppose, that Pacific okay. or Māori communities don't have what oh, it takes. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, so that was quite cool to be able to put that out and, do, I don't know, get a bit, get a bit of influence in there through our journey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was where they had, we had that conversation around benefactor syndrome, because oh, we did true. we did enter into that a little bit once yeah. once we'd signed the deal with council. The very first comment that the council employee made to me was like, "I own you now." Yeah, wow, I know, I know, what? right? Yeah, I and so that's now. the kind of like attitude, I suppose. So it was like that we'd signed a contract for this building, but all of a sudden the expectation was to do <laughs> Sounds stuff like out the there. Treaty of yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now you need to go do this over here. Now you need to get all the other government agencies on board, and, and you need to be part of this. And you, when you put your foot down, they get frustrated with you because they paid some money for that other thing. Yeah, mm. yeah, and, and you need like, to do no, all our reporting, and you have to draw the line. Yeah. And they're not going to like it, and so, yeah, like I said, it's not easy. But when you actually but look at like, and this other thing too is, so I've had, you know, we've we've seen discrepancies in certain processes. We then bring that up to the department head or to the person that's helping us process it, and um, you basically, when you track it, when you when you push on that person, they say, oh, it's because of this, and you look at it, it basically all gets up to the mandates. Mm. The mandate that's given from the government sometimes is so poor. Whether it's intentional or not, it's so poor yeah. that it stops a lot of the funding yeah. from yeah. getting out there. Yeah. Especially, and like you look at all the government departments, especially to Māori. Yeah. And yeah. it's just not fair. I mean, 0.5% from Callan Innovation. Crazy, eh? That's, that is crazy. Yeah. And you can never talk to Shelley out there before you go. She oh, true. Callan. Oh, true. I think she's the one that crosses everyone's names. Nah. <laughs> nah, she's awesome. She's actually really Shelly. awesome. <laughs> Put a tick down there. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think, honestly, I feel like we could keep chatting forever, eh? But oh, we're sorry. gone over the one hour mark, so we might call it a oh, day yeah. there. Well. I know, it goes so easy, eh? Yeah. It goes so fast. But thank you guys so much for coming through today. Yeah. It was awesome to have you in our fare. Yeah, to be able to um, bless it. you with the goodness we got going on here. Thank you for um, sharing, you know, your guys' experience as well. Yeah, you're welcome, yeah. man. I feel like we've like connected so much, but mm. it barely got to know yeah. each other's <laughs> stories. I know, eh? It's crazy. Just learn it on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, out of respect, next time bring some fresh jokes. Hey, eh? out of respect, <laughs> let me finish my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> if I come here next time and you guys are finishing my jokes. I'm going to give you three strikes and I'm going to walk out. And that would have been 30 minutes ago. Lootable. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks everyone for listening in. It's been awesome. Kakite. Kakite anu.